Today's sermon, uh, I, I called it prophecy. Um, the reason I chose this topic is because lately, well, last couple of years, God has been doing a lot in my life, in my spiritual walk with Him, and I just want to, you know, I've, I've been wanting to get to know God more, and I've been wanting to, I love everything that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about, the gifts of the Spirit. I love the, the gifts of the Spirit. Um, I love the Holy Spirit and what He does, and, you know, um, another reason is, it's because of some of the experiences that I've had in my life. Uh, that's why I chose this topic. I'd like to share this with you guys. Do, do, do you guys know uh, cessationists and continuationists? Do you know the difference? It's, it's, it's a term that it's used here in America. I don't think Slavics use these terms. But uh, uh, a cessationist is people like uh, that don't believe in the spirits. They think that the, the gifts of the spirit ceased after the Bible was, was fully written. I'm going to move this mic so it doesn't make uh, a bunch of noise. Cessationists are people that believe the gift have ceased, therefore cessationists, right? And then you have continuationists. Continuationists are, are, are believers that believe that the, the gifts of the Spirit have continued on all the way, you know, into our days. And then there's another, another, um, another uh, column or uh, uh, certain people. Uh, they're called cautious cessation, uh, continuationists. These are people that believe in the Spirit and believe in all the gifts, but they're very cautious to everything, you know. I think that's kind of where uh, we fall into, right? I'm, I'm very cautious, you know. But I'd like to get into a place where I am knowledgeable. I have an, enough knowledge to where I don't have to be cautious. I know what the Bible says about these things. I know how to react, how to test these things, and how to go about these things. Why are people cautious? It's because of lack of knowledge. It's because we don't know what's going on. So, um, as we get into this, uh, there's, there's just a bunch of questions that I ask myself. And I'd I, I kind of work through and, and, um, on answering these things. And, and my kids will tell you that I've been doing this for a very long time. Even so that one of my daughters chose it uh, as, a, as a project in school uh, here at TCA, uh, to, to preach on prophecy. And I was like, whoa, prophecy, hold on, sister. I'm a little cautious there, you know. My cautious, cautious side of me came out. And I know that her, her, um, her teacher is a cessationist. So it's like, okay, you got to be careful here, here, but be bold, you know, at the same time, like, go get them, you know. But that, that, that's not the point. The point is we want to get to know Jesus more, right? We want... We want to know him. Um, I like this analogy. I came up with it myself when I was sitting on the couch at home. Imagine, imagine, that's, that's, that's pretty big, but listen. Imagine you're cooking at home or, or you went out somewhere and imagine that you like the president that is 
today, right? You, you just love the President of the United States. Um, and you're just cooking, and then out of the blue, sometimes in the morning, you know, he gives you a call, and he just checks in, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, I, 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 uh, I'm thinking of you. Uh, don't worry about anything. I got your back. He hangs up. And you just keep on cooking, you know. And, and, and you feel this, yeah, like the president of the United States just called me and just checked in. Like, that's, sometimes we can't, we can't even imagine that. That would be crazy, right? Like, you'd be bragging left and right, like, yo, even though I don't like the guy, but he called me, you know, like, and, and we had a conversation, you know, and it was, it was very, you know, I felt, I felt, I feel good. But prophecy for me is like the creator of the universe, the one that, that created everything. He, 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 he gave you life, you know, and, and he's, he has the whole universe in his hands. And you're, you're this little human being struggling, you know. And then, and then he comes along through prophecy and, and chimes in. Say, hey, I'm taking care. I'm looking out for you. In this, in the, I got your back. You know, in this problem or if you have some question, you know, he, he, through prophecy, he'll give you that answer. And, and these moments have happened in my life. And as I look back on them... They are like these, um, you know, the, the rock climbers, they start climbing the big cliffs and they'll put the, the little shims or whatever into the cliff as they're climbing up. Why do they put those in? Uh, so when they fall, they depend on these things, right, to, to kind of save their lives. So for me personally, these moments when God spoke to me directly through prophecy, through the Holy Spirit, when I'm struggling or something is difficult or when I'm falling, you know, I, I, those things pick me back up because I know God is on my side. God is with me. So that's why my short introduction. Let's get into it. Um, chapter 14, like we read today, um, what is prophecy? That's the first question that I would like to tackle and if we open, let's open up Corinthians chapter 14. It says the following. It says, verse 1, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. So those two, three, those three things, I'm sorry. Uh, that's the product of prophecy. Is edification, exhortation, and comfort. So... Edification is, edification is something that would edify you or, or it would build you up, right? Uh, it, would, it, would, 
it says to edify, to, to edif the edification is defined as spiritual, moral, or intellectual um, improvement, right? So if you're struggling uh, spiritually, if you're struggling uh, intellectually, you have a bunch of questions and you're just struggling in a place, uh, edification. Uh, Edification is that moment when, when, you go, when you get prophesied to or when you hear a prophecy, it, it would edify you. It would build you up. It would make you strong, stronger in your faith. It would, it would mentally make you stronger, uh, spiritually make you stronger. Then you have exhortation. Exhortation is, is a form of encouragement, right? So... Exhortation is a form of encouragement, but it's different from encouragement. Because it, when you encourage somebody, you're encouraging him at what he's doing. Like you, you're encouraging him at what he's, he already knows what to do. But exhortation is when you tell somebody to do something, like some, if, if he's lacking in some, in some part of his spiritual walk with Christ... Exhortation is you would encourage him to do certain action so that his spiritual growth would get better. So, so we went through edification, exhortation, and comfort. Comfort is when you're struggling or when you have, when you have uh, difficulties in life and, and, and you get comforted through prophecy, and it gives you hope and strength to keep on going. So those are the three things that prophecy produces. And I think there's nothing scary about it, right? So th this is one of the most controversial topics in the Christian um, talk, right? It's very controversial, but there's nothing scary about prophecy. Prophecy is there to uplift you. Prophecy is there to... Uh, God wants to speak to you directly. How awesome and powerful is that? The, the God of the universe wants to speak to you directly. And I would love it to see that we would have more of this in our church. That we would desire spiritual gifts. Uh, the Bible mentions it four times. That we would desire uh, spiritual gifts. Here in, in the first verse it says... Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Then in verse 12 it says, Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Then in verse 39 it says, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. And then also in chapter 12 Verse 31, it says, but earnestly desire the best or the greater gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So that's what prophecy is. It's nothing scary. God wants to speak to you directly. God wants to, prophecy is this divine revelation, and it's, it's spontaneous. It's not a teaching. It's not preaching. It's it's God speaking to you directly, spontaneously. Because Apostle Paul, he differentiates the, the two. He differentiates uh, teaching 
and, and prophecy. Some people say, oh, prophecy is just another form of teaching, right? But, but it's not, because if it was, he wouldn't differentiate the two. The next question that I would like to uh, ask myself, where, where, did the, where did prophecy start in the New Testament? And, and today we're, we're talking about the New Testament prophecy, because I, I believe that it's a little bit different than the Old Testament prophecy. And if we look into Acts chapter 2, I believe that that's where it started, and we'll talk about where it ends also. Open up to chapter 2, and we'll read from um, verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men sh shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. You see here, Peter is saying, this is what Joel talked about. This is like 600 to 700 years before Christ. Joel prophesied these words. And here he's saying, it shall come to pass in the last days. So when is the last days? Have you, have you guys ever heard uh, people saying, we are living in the last days? I, ha I hear it all the time. We are living in the last days. But Peter here is saying, in the last days. And then all throughout the book of Acts, we see prophecy. You know, uh, Apostle Paul talks about it. I believe that the last days started when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. That's when the last days started. And, and the last days lasted already over 2,000 years. And today we are living in the last days. And if we are living in the last days, then this word should be actual in our lives, right? This word should be actual. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Not, uh, not uh, pastors or deacons, not old, uh, old grandmas or grandpas. But it says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men sh shall dream dreams. And I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Brothers and sisters, the Bible is calling us to desire uh, spiritual gifts. When was the last time that you desired spiritual gifts? When was the last time that you earnestly desired, you had a zeal for spiritual gifts? 
Or do we, do we just come to church to sit in the pews, to listen? You see, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible uh, of being a spiritual gift. Uh, sitting in the pews and listening to preachers is not a spiritual gift. That would be something to jot down. But prophesying, praying for healing, and all the other uh, gifts, we should be desiring for them. I think the more we talk about it, the more comfortable we will be with it. Because it seems like we don't talk about it very much because it, it, it kind of... Um, we want to we want to uh, be cautious about it. Yeah, we were cautious continuationists. We want to be cautious about it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that brother that brother started preaching, uh, praying a little loud. You know, what's going on? You know, we get really cautious. But I think God wants to uh, speak to you directly, brothers and sisters. Then the other question is. Who can prophesy? We just, we just read here. Uh, there's, no, it, there's no gender. It's not only males or females, but, but I, I believe that anybody can prophesy. The uh, Bible talks about not, not everybody is a prophet because Apostle Paul talks about some will be prophets, some will be teachers, some will be pastors, some will be evangelists. But then, but then we read in like we read today in chapter 14 of Corinthians, it talks about, I wish that all would prophesy. It's, it's a moment of where, uh, and I believe that you have to be a born-again Christian, right? Not, not every single person, but you have to be with Christ. You have to love Him. You have to uh, constantly be in Prayer, constantly be in His Word because uh, there are rules to prophecy too. The, the, the next question is, what is the purpose of prophecy? So, some of the purposes of prophecy is the secrets of the heart. Like we read today in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 24 and 25. It's when that person that comes into church, that the unbeliever, and you come up to him and you prophesy to him the secrets of the heart, what's he going to do? He's going to fall down on his face and worship God and give him all the glory. Another, another purpose for prophecy is warnings, right? The, the Holy Spirit will warn you uh, of Maybe where to go, what to do, how to act, who to be friends with, who not to be friends. Uh, that's the job of prophecy. And in all of these things, the secret of the heart, the warnings, maybe telling you about the future, they produce edification, exhortation, and comfort. There's nothing scary about it. If, if somebody is telling you that you are going to die soon, that's not edifying. That's not, uh, that doesn't bring any comfort. So you need to test these things, right? You need to know what the Bible teaches us so we won't be so afraid of these things. We will be able to pursue and desire these things and, and God will speak into our hearts. Another, and, and we see in Acts about warnings, we see in Acts chapter 21 verse 
verse 4, where the Spirit told Paul to not where the Spirit told Paul not to go into Jerusalem. And then in Acts uh, chapter 21, verses uh, 10 through 14, it's the, where the Spirit told the story, or the prophetess, uh, prophet Agabus talked about Paul's belt. He says, whoever is going to wear this belt will, be, uh, will, will go into jail, right, in Jerusalem. His own people will arrest him. So these are warnings, and prophecy produces this. Then we have ministry, right? In, in uh, Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, uh, the Spirit appointed Barnabas and Saul to a certain ministry, to go on this missions trip. It was through prophecy. It was through the Spirit. And then we read in, in Timothy, I'd like to... Uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, it says, According to the prophecies previously made... Uh, man, my handwriting is horrible. I need to start typing this stuff. I can't even read my own handwriting. First Timothy... Let me open. This is, this is, this is powerful stuff here. It says, this, I, this, charge I commit, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. So according to the prophecies, Timothy will wage warf good warfare. So here we see that prophecies produce strength to overcome the evil one, to overcome the devil, because they empower us with strength to wage the good warfare. And it's not physical. It's not, you know, fighting the, the people that you don't like physically. It's a spiritual warfare. When we receive prophecy into our lives, we are encouraged we are exhorted and comforted to uh, go on. Are you guys with me still? Is, uh, it's okay so far? You guys are understanding? Okay, I just want to make sure that everybody's aware. Because this stuff is important. I remember when I was being ordained as a, as a deacon in this church. And I'm not trying to like brag or anything. I didn't even know this happened. But our group pastor, he got us together. He got us together and he's like, hey, I went to Russia and uh, there was three people from our group that were being ordained. He's like, I put a need to three different prophets about this question. You know, he didn't, he didn't say what the question was to the prophets and, uh, and he was going to tell us the results. I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I want to hear what God is speaking into my life, you know, about this. So I'm kind of nervous there. But uh, a month or so before, my knee was swollen. Like, it, it started, my knees swell up, you know, because I work on my knees all day long. And I really need my knees, you know. I buy the nice knee pads to try to save them. But this, this time, it just swole up to where I can't even bend it. I just, like, 
get to hear and it's hurting. And I'm praying to God, God, please, like you see, God, I need my knees. Help me, you know. I'm too cheap to go to the doctor. And I know they're probably going to want to put a new one in, you know. And then I'm out for like six months. And I'm praying to God. And we, months go by. I don't know how much time, but time goes by. And our pastor gets us together in one of those rooms over there. And, and he's pulling out these notes that he took from these prophets. And to the other brothers, it's, it's kind of like, I'm blessing you. Uh, the road is open. Uh, got, you know, very, very good, positive things. And, and he goes, Alexi, but to you, this is very peculiar. You're very interesting. And he goes, God, I don't remember the exact words because I was just so happy, you know. I, I, I just praised God. And I remember that moment. He goes, the prophet said that I'm taking away the pain in your knees. Serve me and I will bless you. And, I, and, and, and the pastor couldn't understand what was going on. But I didn't even realize it was, it was gone. It was just, I, at that moment, and I just, I, I said, hallelujah, you know. And they were like, well, what, what's he doing, you know. They knew that I got it, but they didn't get it, you know. And I just praised God. And in those moments, you know, I just sensed his presence in my life. Like God really cares about me. That's what prophecy is all about. It's not about there to, to, you know, to, oh, you are a sinner. I think, you, you know, you did this and that and this and that and everybody knows. I don't think the Bible, does, I don't see that in the Bible. It's there to edify, to exhort, and to comfort you. It's there to bring you closer to Christ. It's there to give you strength to wage warfare uh, with the spiritual world. Brothers and sisters, I think we should, we should desire this. Not be afraid of it. Because we are living in the last days. Just like uh, the prophet Joel and Peter repeated. We are living in the last days. How much do we need the spiritual gifts? How much do we need the living word of God? It would pierce our hearts and, and speak to us directly. I remember I was working with... Um, I had a, a, a brother-in-law... He would help me out. He just got married to, since he's my brother-in-law, he got married to my sister, right? You guys, uh, just to save on time. Uh, so he's my brother-in-law. We're working, you know, and he's trying to like. Uh, my sister must, I don't want to talk too much but about my family. <laughs> but he's like under pressure to... Give her all these things, you know, a house, a car. And I think that's normal for guys to, to do this, you know, to, to provide for the family, to provide for the wife. And he's working with me, you know, and this is all that's on his mind because I worked with him for a whole year and constantly, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, and I tell him, I'm like, take it easy, man. Like, God will provide, you know, but he's still, you know, uh, talking about this. And we had... We had a home group for about two years, and uh, a brother invited a prophet from Moldova. And I was like, sure, bring him over, you know. This is awesome. And my brother-in-law, even though he goes to a different church, I'm like, hey, come over to a uh, home group with us. You know, you, you ain't got nothing else to do anyways. Like, sure, I'll come over. I didn't tell him about that there's going to be a prophet, you know. 
And he's very shy. He's from a Baptist church, you know, cessationist, 100%. And there's this prophet starts, first, first prayer, prayer of blessing. He starts prophesying to me, to the other brothers, you know. And I could sense the prayer, like he's speaking edification. And then he comes to my brother-in-law. And he starts telling him, I see your heart. I see, this is, I'm paraphrasing. I see your worries about finances. Don't worry about finances. I will provide for you. And nobody knows, I know this, and he knows this. And I'm like, that's powerful right there. Till this day he remembers that. You know, he's like, I just gave it all to Jesus. You know, I just gave it all to him. I stopped worrying about it. And he provided him, I, I, I'm looking at his life right now, how God is blessing him financially with work, all this stuff. So, brothers and sisters, I would encourage you to desire these things. And, and some people are afraid of, of prophecies. Oh, the prophecies is no good. Before I end... What is the purpose of prophecy? Yes, and these are some of the examples in my life. Uh, the last one, I might have shared this with you, but, and you might have heard this. Uh, I went, I had this question. My sister calls me up. She's like, Alexi, in my heart, I feel like you should teach Saturday school. Guys, this is all going on in this church, like right now, right? Like in, in our time. I, I have this, uh, uh, I want you to teach Saturday, Saturday school. I feel like you'll be good with the teenagers. I work in construction. I'm not a teacher, you know. I'm thinking to myself, Marina, I don't know, man. This is, I got to think about this, you know. And it, one part of me says, you know, I should, you should do it. You know, you got to get yourself involved some way. Uh, another part of me is saying, bro, you're going to be so embarrassed. It's going to, the, the kids are going to be pointing and laughing at you. You know, it's like those two little people talking on your shoulders. Anyways, months, she gives me a, she, she speaks to me in the beginning of summer, and she's like, hey, don't worry about it, we got till October, think about it. So I go to New York, and we go to, uh, we go to Times Square Church to visit them on a Sunday morning, right? Like, if you're in New York, you got to check out Times Square Church. Coolest church, uh, coolest pastor, uh, but actually, that weekend, he was here in Washington, so I... Uh, Pastor Carter wasn't there, but it was a guest speaker. I don't know who the guy was. Anyways, I'm sitting there on the balcony. There, there, it's like an old theater uh, in there. And the balconies, they have the fold-up chairs. So you fold down, and you literally have to, like, sit like this. Because it's so cr It's New York, man. Everything is cramped, you know. And I'm sitting there like this, you know, and this preacher's preaching. And I'm trying to... But as I walked into that building, I, I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like, I sensed, like, you, you, you get the, the goosebumps, you know. But this is more than that. Like, just the Spirit was there, was good. And the, the whole atmosphere was good. And I'm sitting there preaching. I see people standing up there, standing up there. They're just standing, you know, uh, worship, praying. And I'm so nervous to stand up because we come from here, you know. Here we don't stand up in the middle of the church service. I think it should be okay to stand up, you know. And I'm so nervous. Like, I'm thinking to myself, Alexi, why are you so nervous? There, you don't know anybody here, and nobody knows you, you know. And, but inside, I feel the presence of God. And, and then I stand up. 
this feels great. Like, I don't have to sit like this. So I kind of stood the rest of the service, you know, because it was so much more comfortable. But I raised my hands. I was uh, praising, praising God. And then at one point, at one point, the preacher says, right now, I could be prophesying to somebody. And these are the words. If it's hard, it doesn't mean that you do not have to be there. And it hit me like electricity from, the, from my head to my toe. And my body started shaking. Till this day, that word is encouraging me. Encouraging me. And it's comforting me. Because right here, to stand here and preach, it's hard. But God said, if it's hard, doesn't mean that you don't have to be there. To preach on this topic is not easy. But because it's hard, that's what I'm doing. And I sense his presence in my life because he called me and he said, hey, Alexi, I got your back, man. I'm with you. The creator of the universe, the one that breathes life into things. You know, he, he talked to me personally how beautiful and powerful of a God that we serve, brothers and sisters. We need to desire spiritual gifts. We need to be zealous for them. And we have to do it with a level, level head, you know. We don't have to go all crazy about it, you know. We can be normal folk, like they say, and have spiritual gifts. It, it's, it's not about this craziness, but it's about Jesus coming into our lives and speaking to us. And, and if God is putting it on your heart to, to speak prophecy into somebody else, don't be afraid of it. Take, take a step of courage. You know, get out of your comfort zone. If you're close with Christ, if you're a born-again believer, and if you love Jesus with all your heart, so what if you, you know, if you're scared or somebody will say, oh, I don't know, you know, like this is, this is, but you'll be able to get it off your, uh, if, if you don't do it, I think that's a sin. If you just hold that back inside of you, it, it, you shouldn't. You should, you should speak it, you know. Uh, you, should, you should speak it if you, if you desire it and if you're zealous for it and if you're in the Word of God and if you're praying uh, uh, without ceasing and God is putting it on your heart to speak into somebody's life, take a leap of courage, right? Take a step of courage and, and do it and bless somebody. So that's my word, brothers and sisters. That's prophecy for you. Nothing scary. I, I believe that it is for today. I believe it is for the last day. I believe that it is working. We just have to kind of activate it, right? Like we just have to go out there uh, and, and, and um, trust the Lord in it. And it's kind of like I, I, somebody said this uh, this example, uh, a, a wife, her husband left her, right? And she was serving in the church, and her husband left her. And she started questioning everything. And she started questioning, does God even love me? You know? And uh, when she came to church, somebody came up to her and said, it's been put onto my heart to tell you that God loves you. 
It seems to, like simple words. We find it in the, in the Bible. But when it's personal, when it's spontaneous, when it's uh, spoken right into your heart, how powerful is it? How beautiful it is. It uh, uplifts us. It exhorts us. It comforts us to, to keep on the good fight. To wage the war, right? Through prophecy, Timothy waged war. Brothers and sisters, one more passage that I would like to read and we will, we will pray. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and I'll read from verse 12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren. So here, here's that gift of exhortation, right? Apostle Paul says, we exhort you, brethren. Warned, so, so this is, he's, he's saying that these are the actions that I want you to make so that your spiritual life would be better, that you would be edified and built up. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourself and for all. And he says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So I want to I emphasize, do not quench the spirit and do not despise prophecies. Just because somebody got it wrong or, or, or it, was, it was wrong and I don't want to, this is scary stuff, I don't want nothing to do with it. Apostle Paul is saying, hey, don't do that. He's saying, test everything. Make sure it's according to the word. Make sure it's producing exhortation, edification, and comfort. If you, if you test it and then accept it from Christ. But if you hear a lot of prophecies that are bad, just, just set them aside. But don't condemn prophecy itself. Don't, make, don't just like put a big X on it. Because it's very powerful in our lives. It's like these things that you can look back to and remember that God is with you. He spoke to you directly through prophecy. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. If we could stand.